Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my beautiful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are excited because we are about to dive into a summer series for you guys. We want to tackle the keys to success for a product-based business. Yeah, it comes at perfect timing because we're kind of at the tail end of summer, and then when the kids go back to school, we can really hit the ground running. We are ready to dive in. So today we are going to talk about our key to success tip number one. But first I wanted to read a review from Shop Bold Baby that she left on Apple on the reviews. So this goes like this. So she listened to episode 91. Just listen to this podcast because I struggle with what to email my subscribers. This is the first podcast, coach, et cetera, that I've listened to that actually laid it out in a way that clicked for me. I usually dread setting up emails and now I'm so excited. Thanks. Well, you're welcome, Shop Bold Baby. We're glad. We got such great feedback to episode 91 about emails and what to emails. I think it's the three emails to email your customers. And it was so popular that we built it into our multi-stream machine course. Yeah, we dig deep into emails in the course because it is really hard to know what to email people. Uh, We broke it down really simply. And it really helps us if you leave reviews. So if you guys get a chance, pause this podcast right now, go on down, click the five stars preferably and leave a review. And that would help us out in terms of discoverability and sharing it with other product entrepreneurs and also help us out. So we would be so grateful. So first, I just want to let you all know that this podcast is sponsored by the Product Boss Programs. So we have officially launched our group coaching and mastermind programs again. Yay. We are so excited about all of the applications we have been receiving and for those of you that have signed up already. So welcome to our group coaching and mastermind programs for all of you that have signed up already. And for those of you that haven't, please check it out. We would love to work with you and help you grow your business. So the programs include, we have four. So we have one for each of you. So if you are a startup and you're still in ideation mode, so you have an idea that you really want to see brought to life, we have a startup group coaching program for you. If you have product in hand, which means you've gone through production, you have product that you're ready to sell, to four figures, we have a group for you because we want to help you grow that, either getting your first sales or getting you into a five-figure business quickly. If you are a five-figure business, we know that your goal is to get to a six-figure business and we want to help you get there within the next 12 months. So if you are a five-figure business with product and you've been selling and you want to scale to a six-figure business, we have a group for you. And then to our six-figure to seven-figure product bosses that are listening out there, we have a exceptional mastermind for you. So if you're interested, please head over to the productboss.com slash programs, and you can find out more about each program and select the one that will work for you and your business. 
Yes, we're so excited. And you guys only get a few weeks to jump into those programs. So make sure you do it right now and check out the link. Okay, so Jacqueline, what is that key to success numero uno? Okay, so key to success number one, if you don't speak Spanish, is... (laughs) Which is no bueno. (laughs) Surround yourself with the right people. So our key to success tip number one is to surround yourself with the right people. Yes. We get this question so much because people see the biz bestie relationship between us, right? Don't you feel like surrounding yourself, people think that they just need to get a biz bestie, for instance. They do. And I'll say that Mina was probably my second biz bestie because my first one, my first one kind of like partnered with me in my business and she, and she was a friend that we were worked together. But Mina is my first like grown up biz bestie that I found and we decided, you know, this is what we were doing together. But a biz bestie is there for you. Like a friend is there for you. You just get to talk to them about business stuff. So personal, you know, complaining about like personal things, work things, celebrating those wins. That's great. And, but they're not always holding you accountable. And sometimes you need a little bit more than accountability when you own your own product-based business and you're running this business and you need to make it grow. There's definitely certain sets of friends that can connect with you in different levels and different things. So this episode is all about why you need more than just the accountability. So for example, um, Mina and I both had our businesses and quite successful businesses without knowing each other and meeting each other. Mina's business partner is her husband and I operated on my own. So I think one of the first things I did, and it was literally after 10 years of running my business because the virtual world changed, right? Coaches were available. All things changed um, over the course of a decade of me running a business. The first thing I did actually was hire a virtual coach, which was I had never done it and I couldn't believe I'd gotten through my business for that long, kind of just willy-nilly figuring it out on my own. Because remember guys, there weren't business podcasts to listen to. There was YouTube, but I had been in business so long that it there, there wasn't even stuff for the level that I was at or so specifically tailored to the advice that I needed. And from working with that coach, I actually met Mina who turned into my biz bestie. And I would say that we're not necessarily biz besties anymore because we're business partners. So our relationship has evolved. I mean, she's one of my closest friends. I talk to her more than I talk to my mom at this point. <laughs> and her mom's there with her yeah. right now. And I'm recording okay. a podcast. <laughs> but um but we and we have each other. But what I will say is after I worked with that coach, I actually signed up and worked in one of her masterminds. And that is where I was able to get outside perspective that was a little less personal, a little less tweaked, like knowing all the things about the, like all of my details and helping me kind of create this perspective, like a bird's eye view, but still knowing my business and helping me kind of make decisions. So it really, I think for me working at a mastermind was helping me with my with my blind spots, like they could see outside of it. Then even where Mina and I went, because we got really close. So it was a personal, you would give me, start giving me personal advice. Uh, because those people just add a different angle to your life. They really do. So, you know, you have that friend you can call about parenting that maybe parents in the same vein as you, you know, you can call that person about your relationship, like the person you talk about all the details. Maybe it's the same person. It depends on where you are and stage of your life. Um, you know, people have different people to call for different things. I think the hardest thing is product entrepreneurs, business entrepreneurs in general, but let's get even more specific, which is why Mina and I found each other was a product-based business 
having someone you could talk to about, oh my God, I got my production and there's like something majorly wrong with it. What do I do? You know, somebody who understands that because you could talk to a service-based person, but they, what advice are they really going to give you about like all this inventory you're sitting on that you don't know what to do with? I mean, that's the origin story of you and I. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, I am in a mastermind and I'm in a mastermind with somebody who is a physical product based business. Um, and we've actually coached her, but we're also in this peer peer based mastermind. And I remember that the group was giving feedback on her website and the feedback that the group was giving, they were all service-based and they were giving advice from a service-based perspective, not from a product-based perspective. And so it was kind of like, Ooh, I wanted to like throw in those extra tidbits, but I was like, I can't take over this group. You know, I'm not running the group. I'm not facilitating it. I'm, I'm part of the group and I'll give my advice and they'll give their advice and she'll do what she does. But there was just such a specific difference. I remember texting Mina during it, like, I don't know what to do. The advice they're giving her is not ideal. <laughs> right. The difference of e-commerce for products-based versus service-based. And that's the thing is that kind of look at the advice and be like, hey, I know that I have to dig through it and see what's right for me. Um, but it's a, it's definitely better when you have people that kind of understand what it's like to have a product-based business. Yeah. I think like a client that we were just helping in one of our groups, um, she was talking about sizing for her her clothing line and she wanted to do zero through 12, which is a lot of sizes. And so the question back was, do you need to do zero through 12 or can you do extra small through large or extra small through extra large? And she was like, oh my goodness, that would cut my skews in half. It was just a question. It was just a reflection back to her where Mm -hmm. it's so simple. She could have decided numbered sizing or like letter sizing. And just for whatever reason, she went down a certain path and that question back saved her money saved her time, saved her the amount of inventory she was going to sit on between like a zero, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve versus extra, extra small, small, medium, large, right? Yeah. So much easier. It is so much easier. So number two, the other, the next thing we want to talk about is that when you surround yourself with the right people, they can also help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So when you are going through things, when you're going through product launches or um, hardsh- like hardship struggles, all the things that come with owning your own business and buying into inventory and doing development and production, these people c- can tell you there is light at the end of the tunnel because they have also hopefully experienced a similar situation or they know of, and they're able to bring that to light for you and say, you're going to get through it. And this is, you're going to get through it. And someone reinforcing that for you, I think is a really big deal. Yeah. And normalizing it. You know, I think that there's tons of mindset and and self-doubt that sets in when you're a product-based person that you're unsure if it's normal and, or if people are struggling with the same questions that you are, you kind of feel alone. Um, This is something that I want to really emphasize for if you ever work with a coach or if you ever work in a mastermind um, where you're paying somebody, make sure that they know what your light at the end of the tunnel is and hopefully they're there, right? And they can help get there way better than if they can't envision the light at the end of the tunnel themselves or they've never been through it. Yeah. I like to think of it too. Like, let's say if you hired a coach, for example, um, it's like, as if you're blindfolded and it's like a trust game and they're holding your hand and guiding you through something and telling you like, okay, step over that stick. 
move a little to the left. It's like a, <laughs> you know, and it's because they, they have their eyes they They've seen it. They've seen mm-hmm. the path ahead and they know to warn you and help you over those hurdles because they've, they've seen it, they've done it and they're able to minimize your, you know, your learning curve, for example. Um, and so that's the value of hiring experts. Ultimately I've done it. People have hired me for over a decade as an expert for fashion. Um, it's people hire Mina, you know, for Amazon and now obviously the product boss. But the fact is, is that you want to hire people that can tell you like, you know, we know where you want to go and we're going to help you get there. Yeah. There's no one way to get somewhere. Usually this is like what I say every single time. Do you watch Ninja Warrior? The benefit of the people that go like, let's say fourth Mm -hmm. is that they get to see who failed at what part of the course, right? So a lot of the times, like if they're on that, that salmon ladder, they get to see the technique that works. So then some people were like putting their hands, um, crisscrossed rather than the same direction and that helped them leverage their bodies, for instance. But they don't get to that until they see someone try it and fall off or someone pass it because they use that specific technique. And so I'm always like, well, those people get the advantage that are fourth because they get to see all the people that fell down at that particular thing that they needed to switch up their technique. There's different ways and different ways of doing things. And sometimes they're just easier when you get to see or be a part of what somebody else did. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, um, we've been in masterminds and the masterminds that we have where we're grouping people together within a range, you know, if they're startup mm-hmm. or five figure or six figure. Um, because even though you are, you're in the same range, so you have similar things you can talk about. Mm-hmm. We've had groups that have been mixed and if there's a six figure business and then there's like a four figure, the four figure feels like they're not doing enough or they, they don't see that they can get to the six figure. They feel sometimes bad hearing about yeah, the amount of overwhelmed money. by them. Yeah. So we keep, we keep you guys in your groups of the same revenue and revenue goal and the same goal, because what gets you from startup to your first sale is different. That gets you from four to five figure, five to six, six to seven. So each, each person has a different hurdle to overcome. But here's the difference. When you're in that range, everybody is in a different place. So they can also share with you things that they've been learning, right? So they can give you little little tidbits like light at the end of the tunnel and say, well, I did this and this is what happened. And you're at the same level. So it's not overwhelming where you're like, I can't hire all those people that a six, seven figure business would do. You know, it's something that you feel is within your control and you can handle. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of leads us to number three. Right, which is my favorite, honestly. And that is you get other industry advice that you can quote unquote steal. So this is my favorite thing to do is look at other industries, flip them and creatively use them for my own industry. So things that are happening that you didn't even know were happening in other industries and then the result of it. So the successful techniques or strategies and then tweaking them to your industry. Yeah. Like, so in one of our groups, we had a bunch of people that were service-based mixed with products. So we had a nutritionist that was selling a box for her nutritionist company. We had a yogi, a yoga instructor who also is an expert in a very specific type of, um, like meditation and relaxation techniques for parts of your body. Plus she had yoga clothes. We had a service-based expert, like really specific to her business. Um, also have a product to support the services that she provided. And so what was really interesting about that was that all of these people had their own 
background experience is called as service-based providers and they had product. So they were learning from the product people what to do for product because service felt natural to them, but product didn't. Now, vice versa, the offerings that a service-based business was able to give to their people is a little bit different sometimes than product people. But by sharing that, we were able to grow and elaborate on like just a straight up product business, what they could give or what they could do from some, some other industry of, you know, um, usually it's like that opt-in idea. Like wh- how could you get creative and stand out from the crowd with your opt-in for your product based business? So many of you too are, have full career, like full-time careers. So we've had an accountant, we've had lawyers, we've had product development experts, just all sorts of things, like a customer experience manager. We've had all these people that have other jobs that they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think I said lawyer, right? So they're, they're, they're doing all these other things. Then they also have a product. So let me tell you what it's like to have a lawyer in your group that has a product-based business, but they're also an attorney. Not saying that it's free law advice, but they get to sort of point out certain things and tell you like, well, maybe you should trademark that or copyright that, or maybe you should put this disclaimer on that. Um, Or the product experience expert that's in the group is like, well, you guys should think about it from this point on. So I think that advice you can steal, not only is it within different industries of of product, but also you've got this group of people coming together that has their own career, their own experience, their own education that they can cross over and share with you and your business. Yeah. All those experiences, we have lived through them and it gives us a perspective on life. Absolutely. So then number four in this is shorthand with a group. So when you have this group you also have a shorthand conversation with them. Um, so just think about, I'm going back to like the lunch table in middle school or high school where like you had the friends that you ate lunch with and you guys had the shorthand that only your group had. I'm not talking clicks. I'm talking about knowing each other, you know, knowing the crush you had, um, what teacher you liked or didn't like, maybe what your class was before um, lunch period, that kind of thing. So, and then, so it's, it's having that. It's having people that know about your business and also know about maybe your fears and your goals um, and, and know the holistic approach to your entire thing. Because we all know that our businesses and our personal lives, there's not a, like a solid wall between them. It all merges together. Yeah. I like to give the example of like if you wanted to lose weight, right, or get healthy, um, you can join a boot camp. Or you can buy videos and do them at home. So the person that joins the boot camp, they have all those other people. People call them fit fams for a reason, right? They're fit family. And they create this bond with them that they are always encouraging them and they have a shorthand with each other. So in that world, it'd be like keto coffee or squat, I don't know, burpee. Squackles. <laughs> yeah, squackles. Oh my God. Why do I not know any fit terms? I don't know. I'm not fit. So they have a shorthand with each other. Whereas like normally someone could talk to me about keto and I could care less, you know? So it's just the same. Like if I'm talking to Jacqueline about manufacturing or production or top of production or bottom line or top of line, she finds this all very interesting. Whereas like my mom friends would be like, oh, I don't really get it. And I don't really know what you're talking about. And I don't really care. Yes, it's true. (laughs) To say it nicely. Uh 
<laughs> You're like, I just got a shout out from so-and-so, or I just gained X amount of followers this week. Like, okay, my account's private. Thanks. Right. And it's just like those people that you tried to talk to when you first had kids about your own kids, and they just could not relate to you. There was no shorthand there about, you know, Desitin or Aquaphor or, you know. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a really good point. So a lot of the life stages that we go through, I'm going to go back to high school, you know, like, um, but you know, the first people to get married, I was the first person in our group to get married, um, because we're from LA where it's la la land and we were like 29 and we got married. So we weren't even that young. (laughs) We were the first in our group. Not that young, (laughs) not that young. So that's what I'm telling you. Like we were like the odd men out. So, um, so when you're the first at something, but typically within us, you know, what is it? First comes love, then comes marriage, and comes baby and baby carriage. You know, people are going to end up in those places. So now I have a friend, she's having a baby. And I'm like, oh, finally, like she's going to come back to being able to talk to me about stuff that I talk about. Because I can't talk to her about business because that's not where she lives. And she didn't have kids. And so those things start to happen. Will all of your friends all of a sudden wake up one day and decide that they're going to start their own business? And a product-based business, let alone? No, not necessarily. So it's not like you're waiting for your friends to get there. Most of the time, you're going to be one of the people that have your own business and are dealing with this kind of thing. And your friends are not going to do the same thing eventually. So yeah. it feels lonely, right? Oh, uh, it totally does. Let's go over that whole thing. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in the baby carriage. Then it ends there. Like what's going on? And then you have a two-year-old, <laughs> then a three-year-old, and a four-year-old. Right. And then your kids move out of the house and then it's yeah. you and your significant other. And even if you don't have kids and you're not married, you know, we all have these goals of when you graduate college or maybe you didn't of what you're going to do. And I think that even comes with like your business, right? Like first comes the idea, then comes making the product, <laughs> then comes production, and then what? You know, and then it comes sales and and what do you do next? So, but but whether you're single, you're married, you've got kids, you don't have kids, at, there's points in our lives that we reflect and think what are we doing and what do we do next? Like what kind of lifestyle do you want? I know a lot of people feel this way about their careers. You go to college, you get a job, Oh yeah. And then you go, what am I doing? Like 10, 12, 15. And what have I been doing? <laughs> and then you're like, but I really feel passionate about, or you came up with an awesome product idea and that's something that you want to do. And then you're trying to find your way out of that job. So I think no matter where you are personally, there is that time of like those cycles of your life and you're coming to a place where you're like, well, what's next for me? What do I see myself doing moving forward? Right. Which seamlessly moves us into number five, which is when you're surrounding yourself with the right people, they really force and help you set goals and reach your goals. But I think you're right though, like, because people oftentimes think they need accountability to hit their goal, right? So it's like, I just need someone to like check in with me and make sure that I did whatever it is. Um, But you actually need help planning, setting goals, and reaching those goals. So you have the person keeping you accountable. Like, where are you in that goal? But then it's also celebrating that goal with you. So woohoo, you did it. Or, okay, you didn't do it. All right, let's try again. And we're going to be here waiting for you to let us know that you did it. It's kind of like uh, a chores chart or something with your parents. When you're a little kid or something, you know, and you're like working towards a goal and you get that sticker. And if you don't, you get a chance to do it again. Yeah. And then it's the same people that the really extraordinary people, 
that once you start reaching the goals, they will say, you actually could do more than what you've been doing. You know, maybe that chore chart for kids is not enough. Maybe you could read a book at night. You're just so in it doing the goals that you don't realize that you should expand upon them. So I have, I've been fortunate enough in my business that I have a team and assistants. And so more so for me, because setting goals, like me and I actually have never as biz besties, like set goals for each other or held each other accountable to goals. We've talked through mm-hmm. things and we've supported each other through it, but it wasn't like me. And it was like, Hey, is your website redesigned yet? Hey, you know, like <laughs> you're supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. She wasn't the person that was doing that for me. And I was fortunate enough, like I said, to have a team that held me accountable to that and s- helped me set up time in my schedule to hit these goals. Not everybody yeah. does have a team. Like you don't have a team, Mina, but you're also very regimented. Like if you set a goal for yourself, you're able to self-manage. Yeah. When I'm thinking about these, like the accountability, sure, it helps with those little goals. Like, you know, is your website redone? I'm talking about the big life goals. Like there's definitely times when I check in with Jacqueline to see if she's getting that end result that she wanted, right? Because those are usually when like the freakouts or the extra celebrations maybe happen. Celebrations and the freakouts is that, oh my gosh, I didn't get the website done. So why did she want to get the website done though? It's because she wants a certain number of clients to come through there and get leads. So I usually focus on the end result and then because it's the other people that are holding her accountable to contribute to that goal, which is amazing when it's like, when you've surround yourself with the right people because you're able to reach that goal and you're able to celebrate it with them too. And you're able to freak out in front of those same people because chances are you will freak out um, along the journey and still need that validation that I know I'm on the right track and I know I'm doing the right thing. I think the goals too, right, are the goals to not be something that you don't want to be. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about on the podcast, but we have a client that's couple clients that are really like high multi six figure on the edge of seven figure or have hit it. And we've asked what kind of life they want. You guys, we have a client that's making $40,000 a month that doesn't want to make a single dollar more. She actually wants to cut it down to 20,000 a month. Some mm-hmm. of your jaws are probably like falling open. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she not want that much money? But it started changing her lifestyle. And she, and she needed that permission to say, this is your business. Like you can do whatever you want in your business. So if you don't want to be working all the time, didn't want to hire all the people, you don't want to expand your business and basically like, she didn't want to manage a gigantic team, do what makes the best decision for you and your family. Another client could be a $15 million a year business. She does not want a $15 million a year business. She wants a one to $2 million a year business. Also, these are like first world problems, but, <laughs> but it's that permission to also know that you can, you don't have to keep growing and feel like what you've created has gotten out of hand. So it's having that permission either way, either to set gigantic goals for yourself or to say, I actually don't need more than what I currently have and be satisfied. So no matter where you are, I think in your business journey, it's having that support. Because again, like I'm not going to call up my friends from college and say, hey, by the way, like, do I want to make a million dollars? Or uh, should I just stay at, you know, $500,000, something like that. Like, <laughs> talking about. They would be so annoyed of you. Um, <laughs> so annoyed. 
<laughs> they will never be my friends again, probably. But that is like, that would be a wonderful problem to have, right? And so you get to that point, you're able to talk it out. If you're surrounding yourself with the right people, you can talk it out with them. So Jacqueline, for instance, if she were to say that to me, I would say, well, what's what really at the end of the day is making you happy? Do you want that million dollar company? But do you, are you okay with managing a team of 35? Or, or would you rather have half a million and be managing a team of five? Like what's important to you? So that's just being able to talk it out with somebody that would not be super annoyed with her. <laughs> and the same goes to people who are working that you've gone through your life. Like we, like we have an attorney that's a client and mm-hmm. she's not going to stop being an attorney for her product business. It's not the path she's on. She wants to be an attorney and own a business. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is, is like, do you want to keep your career? Do you enjoy your career? Is it something that you've built your life into, but you also had this side hustle that could potentially be turning into a second business? And then what do you do with that? Do you hire people? You know, do you continue to grow it? So I think in general, having these people around you that can support you in your decisions, mm-hmm. um, know what your goals are, and, and help you get there and also allow for you to shift and change your goals. It's like, it, for me, it's been life-changing for my life, having met the people that I've met in my life over the last couple of years since I took the path of getting a coach, joining masterminds, finding a biz bestie, you know. Um, but I want to take away the biz bestie part. You guys don't always need that. If that happens, it's like, it's a natural progression. That's not what we're asking you to search for. We're asking you to find your, your tribe, to find your community, to find the people that can support you in this part of your, of your life, which is your business. Yeah. If anything, it would be find those people that you can create a shorthand with, right? That know about your business, that probably know a lot about you, that probably know somewhat about what's important to you. If you're, if you have a family and if that's important to you, for instance, um, and those people will be able to, um, kind of relay back to you what's important to you when, when it matters, you know, but it's just somebody that won't, um, judge me, but at the same time will be like, well, what are you going to do to get you there? Right. But their job is not to keep me accountable. You know, it's just to support me in the things that I need to talk out in a way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I, I mean, we've both personally found such amazing growth in our lives and our businesses. And now we both have two businesses each and families, young families that we've had to balance. And so I think that finding that community, finding those people you can surround yourself with is really important to your growth. Like we're not meant to be alone. That's what we tell you guys all the time. You're not alone. And as a species, we're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be part of a tribe, part of like the group. Um, If you're outside of the group, you don't feel normal you know, you want to be part of something. And so probably a lot of you feel alone because you're running these businesses and there is a way that you can find that group. So however you find that you need to find it, you, we have a free Facebook community that we would love for you to join. Um, there's a link in the show notes. We do offer our programs. And so they are open right now to apply to you. If you have a group of people that you feel like are that is that group and you guys are going to show up for each other, find that, you know, and if anything, if there is just one person you can connect with to start you being able to share this side of your business with and your, the side of your life with, um, start there, but find something or somewhere to be that makes you feel not alone and, and allows you to create growth in your life and have that support system to mm-hmm. take you through it. Right. Key to success. Number one. Thanks everybody. 
This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Product Bosses, let's make it happen.